Hi there. You found yourself listening to the Is Told by Reese podcast. I'm glad you stopped by. And judging from the title and the fact that I'm the only one talking, you've probably guessed by now that I am in fact Reese. I don't know where you're from or how you got here, but you're here now. So why don't you stay a while? What is a podcast? It's where someone talks and you tune in. Some entertain, others enrage, but the effective ones really engage. What is it about those podcasts, those special ones, that evoke something, anything in you? Those that draw you in. What is it about people talking on a digital platform that draws us to listen? Ah yes, the L word, listening. And that will be the theme of today's podcast, listening, in a way. But we aren't going to take the direct route. No, you should know me by now, random stranger on the internet. We're taking the scenic route. But not to worry, we have two things going for us here during this trip. One, the views on the scenic route are amazing. And two, I have a short attention span, so the trip won't be as long as you think it will. Until recently, I held a few jobs. How so, you ask? Well, through the gift that keeps on taking, hope. By definition, I'm a millennial. Stop collectively groaning for a second. First, I'm an older millennial. Second, I fought kicking and screaming not to be labeled one for the longest time. But eventually, the house always wins. So here you have it. A social media scrolling, iced coffee enthusiast with crippling anxiety, optimism, skepticism, idealism, and student loan debt that will haunt me worse than the ghost of girlfriends past. And what do millennials love to do? Follow those pesky dreams we were told by the television and movies, and sometimes even our parents. Here's the dirty little secret I'm sure we're all aware of by now. Dreams need money. And where do dreamers go when they need money? The almighty gig economy. And what is the most popular form of gig economy, even now? Yes, ride sharing. Paying for a ride from a stranger, as a stranger, as you both hope the other means no harm. Often they don't. Sometimes they do. But only sometimes. I was one of those strangers that happened to be in the driver's seat. Something about me, I like meeting energy with energy. I like to match the vibe I'm feeling. I'll say hi, but not much else if that's not what you're looking for. I'll ask how you are. It's not being invasive, it's called being polite. But if after those first two interactions, I'm not receiving any energy back, or I'm receiving big F off energy, point taken. I've never felt the need to insist upon myself. I don't really need to talk to you. I'm more than happy to get lost in thought and get you to your destination safely, without ever thinking of you again. It's not that you're not important, it's that you're so very not important to me. Sometimes there will be polite conversation, others terse dialogue. Other times, once in a while, there would be that special conversation. The thing about driving a rideshare, you can do so intuitively. As I was my own boss, which I do say in quotation marks since you can't see, I would decide to drive the times I felt like. At times, that would be during the middle of the day, 
other times in the wee hours of the morning. But often, that meant driving through the night until the first signs of dawn. The most beautiful thing about the first thing in the morning is the view. The sky is the foremost exotic thing that exists. I would witness landscapes that could only be defined as both ethereal and ephemeral. Deep purple, almost black skies being pierced by the reds, the azure, the heavens opening up, wave after wave of breathtaking color. Scenery that whispers adventure, that tells you there's something else. There's something greater. Yes, this is the same sky that inspires artisans and astronauts alike. They both look up and wonder, and wonder, and wander. This is the same sky the first human ever saw, and it will remain so until the last earthling leaves. And as a dream-chasing, dead-accruing, hopeless millennial, I feel drawn to these skies. Often, when I would see these immeasurably beautiful scenes, I could not capture them. Only with my mind's eye, as I was still on the clock. After all, if I pull over and tell my rider, I must take a picture of this beautiful sky. I can not only kiss my five-star rating goodbye, but I'd probably have the authorities call on me for kidnapping. Often, I would think, what a beautiful skyline this is. I wish I had someone to share this moment with. Too often, the person I was forced to share my car with was too busy on their phone, attempted to avoid speaking to me as if their family was kidnapped and their family's life depended on ignoring me. And that was the truly, well, I won't call that devastating, but as humans, we are always looking for a connection. And here it was. Notice the sky. Remark how beautiful the heavens are. Or just say, hey, that looks cool. Something. Anything. This is an effing moment. Take this in. And they never did. Ever. Even when I tried to point out the sky sometimes. A gruff answer or a shrug. A quick yeah and back to their own little worlds. I wanted to scream at them. I'm not trying to be your friend. I'm not trying to date you. Hell, I don't want to talk to you past this moment, but please look at the sky. It's amazing. Be amazed. Alas, it never happened. Until that one time. It was very early and on a Sunday morning as I had been working through the night. The rides were steady, not overwhelming, but I didn't have to wait long for business. There were a few people that wanted to tell me about their previous night. One of my rides that morning was a routine airport run. It was the weekend, and as such, there would be a number of them in my big metropolitan city. I picked up three people. They were all traveling in a group. A friendly, but quiet group. And as we made our way through the still-waking city streets, the sun started to peek out of its hiding spot, chasing the moon away. As we started to see splashes of red, orange, and blue against the crowd, I thought to myself, This is everything. And in that moment, I felt both elation and regret. Regret that this group of friendly, but very quiet strangers did not seem to share in the magnitude of this moment. And inside, I sighed. Oh well, another moment lost. But then, a miracle. For some context, a miracle is defined as the following. A surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by nature or scientific law, and is therefore considered to be a work of divine agency, a highly improbable or extraordinary event, development or accomplishment that brings very welcome consequences, an amazing product or achievement or an outstanding example of something. To be sure, my use of the word miracle is very figurative and not literal whatsoever. But it felt like one to me. 
So what was it? It was as if during that ride, myself and the person next to me, we'll call them Rider A, developed a telepathic link because after peering out of the window and onto the scenery unfolding before us, they turned to me and said, what an amazing sky. Now there were two other people in the car and they were all in a group together, as I said before. They could have been talking to either one of the other two people in the car, but no, they were talking to me. They said that phrase in such a way that gave magnitude to what unfolded. It wasn't, what an amazing sky, it was what an amazing sky. To let me know that they were also amazed by this breathtaking view. I was so stunned, I almost didn't know what to say, except to agree with them that it was as breath capturing as it was. We then spent the next few moments chatting about how beautiful the sky was and how they were about to see it from, and this is a very technical term, way up there. I wish I could say we went on to have an even deeper, more philosophical conversation, but we did not. They were just about at the airport, our ride was over. But we had a meaningful moment, a connection, and sometimes, a moment is all you need. A moment that lets you know that there's still more. There is still something deeper than the usual conversation. You know what's funny? As children, at some point, most of us can't wait to grow up. As being a grown-up means a promise of more. We'll be able to drive, stay up past our bedtime, and be taller. Except for some of us. And although all of that is true, and although all of that is true, we lose certain things as we egress. Namely, we lose the ability to have a meaningful connection with anyone we meet. When we are children, our conversation is only limited by our imagination. We can be anything we want, and we say anything that comes to our rabbit little minds. There's a frantic energy there, a burst of brilliance that forces a kid's mind to race a million miles a minute. When asked what we want to be when we grow up, we answer ninjas, royalty, princes, princesses, and superheroes going to fight space dragons. Without outside interference, we try to interact with the world around us and everyone in it. We may be shy, but often that quickly gives way to the possible fun we could have as we go out on our latest adventure. We ask why we make friends, some real, some imaginary. Although our conversations are often not that coherent. They're often not that boring either. As children, we can be, think, say, and do anything. And as adults, we lose all of that. As adults, we've decided to discuss the most mundane of topics. The weather, sports, traffic, work. Oh, sorry. I've almost fallen asleep just thinking about these things. We use these oh-so-safe topics with strangers we're forced to speak with, and even some friends and family. We dare not talk about the less safe topics of race, religion, sexual orientation, and political ideology, unless we are with like-minded individuals, or if we feel like arguing about it on the social media platform of our choice. And while those topics can and often are incendiary, it's still not thinking outside the box. I say this as an adult. I'm having conversations I'd never thought I'd have as a child. Not because I didn't understand them, but because I didn't want to. Traffic, it's either bad or it's not. Sports, fun to watch, that's all. Weather, I like it when it's nice, hate it when it's not. That's it. I never thought they would comprise the majority of my conversations with other adults 
and yet here we are. And I'm so disappointed in both myself and who I'm talking to. We could have had more, could have had a moment, we could have had a connection. And why? Because we are both so very unique. How unique? I'm going to tell you. If there are about 8 billion people in the world today, that means you, as an individual, don't personally know 99.9 to infinity percent of them. Now think of yourself right now. Think about the life you lived up until now. I'm sure you've lived a life rich with experiences. Some good, some bad, but experiences nonetheless. And those experiences make you uniquely you. There is only one you in this universe, and there will only ever be one you. So whether you believe it or not, all of that makes you an interesting and unique person. Guess what? The same goes for everybody else, give or take an accountant or two. That's countless lives, stories, thoughts, opinions, experiences, hopes, dreams, everything. And most times when we meet someone else, if we happen to talk to them at all, we talk to them about the weather or how bad traffic is. What? How dare you waste this golden opportunity to make a real connection with someone who is just as unique and rare as you are? You have so much to offer and all you're going to do is ask that they saw the game last night? If you say anything at all, it could have been more. The world is not perfect. It is often a harsh and unforgiving place. And also, people have certain characteristics and personalities that may not fit with others. And I'm not asking you to just run down strangers so you can have deep, meaningful conversations with them. That'll most likely land you in hot water. What I am saying is when you have these opportunities for conversation, make it count. Talk about something interesting, not for their sake, but your own. Make a connection. Like a great story, leave a mark. Leave your mark. I know what you're asking. How? All I know is those safe, innocuous conversations that are polite enough and go nowhere. Not to worry. I'm always going to try to find an answer for you. Might not be the right one, but it will be one. Which brings me back to my earlier conversation with that beautiful soul in the car. There I was, ready to never let these things that I was feeling about seeing this beautiful sunrise out. I was just going to hold it in and just let it die and let the moment pass. If that beautiful soul wasn't so moved by what they saw as well, we would have never had that moment. And that's just it. Sometimes you just got to say something that's on your mind. But say it in an interesting way. If you have to talk sports, if you must talk sports, fine. But tell me why you're so in love with sports. Just don't throw stats and opinions at me. Give me the sights, the sounds. Tell me where you were when the big play happened. Bring me into your world. Make me invested in your story. Give me the space to have you invested in mine. Why? Because that's how humans work. According to many neurobiological and other studies, humans are inherently a social species. We are looking to connect. I could science you to death with talks about increased serotonin levels, affiliative behavior, and other science terms. However, I'm no expert and I fully believe in checking things out for yourself. Most of the literature will point to the same conclusion though. We are social creatures. Now, does this mean that we are all life of the party, super outgoing extroverts who can talk to anyone at any time? Hell no. In fact, 
most of us aren't, but some of us are. And some of us are able to make very deep connections with very few people we meet throughout life, but they're lasting. That's the beautiful thing about connection. It can and will come in different forms. I'm telling you, when you see the opportunity to make those connections, why not give it a shot? For me, I like and prefer to be observatory. You can catch me swinging between extremes. At times, I'm content to be a wallflower. Other times, I'll try to be the straw that stirs the drink. It does all depend on my mood. I don't know whether I'm an extroverted introvert, an introverted extrovert, or if those things even exist. I don't like the spotlight, but at my core, I am a storyteller. I want people to watch, read, and listen to my thoughts and ideas. I want to connect. Speaking of connection, I believe comedians to be great orators of our time. The best ones hold court. What I've noticed about many of the greats over time, the ones that have truly mastered the craft, they're not so much telling jokes as they are telling stories and finding the funny, what they observe, what they experience, and giving it to you. With comedians, we the audience are willing to give them the time and patience to deliver that punchline that will resolve the story. We allow them the creative space to draw us in and take us where they want to go. What many of the best comedians learn to hone is the ability to observe and how to relay it effectively. And while none of us may never be the next Dave Chappelle, there are things we can take from a master of craft like him. And if he's not your cup of tea, that's fine. There are plenty others. Think about great storytellers or people you've talked to or anything. Think about the stories that you find interesting and why they interest you. Is it how the person is telling the story? Is it the pace and flow? Is it the outcome? As much as we love our individuality, we are a piece of just about anyone we have a meaningful interaction with, in my opinion. So it's fine to discover what you vibe with and to absorb it in a way that makes it uniquely your own. Get back to talking about things with childlike enthusiasm. Talk about the stars and other out there topics. When talking about things that interest you, act like they interest you. Have a passion for it. Now, maybe someone will change seats and get away from you as soon as possible. Or maybe, just maybe, you found another space cowgirl or cowboy. After all, some people call me one, space cowboy. And I'm just fine with being in orbit. It's more interesting up here. And as we bring this episode to a close, I have to reveal this episode was really never about listening, even though it was all about listening. It was about connection. And hopefully, we made one. But if not, maybe we'll make one next time. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you later. Bye now.